SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. As long as you can remember, there's only ever been one thing in your life that's been there for you. It's meant memories, family, friends, and yeah, we'll say it. Fun. Welcome to your home for talking sports. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. of our two-hour extravaganza. Scott Wetzel sitting in on this Friday morning on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliates as uh, we take you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. A lot of NFL stuff to get to, a college football note as well. And, of course, as always, our Opposite Picks award-winning segment. Uh, what award? I don't know. I just figured I'd give myself one. Why not? Uh, football news to start. Jets reaching on a five-year deal in principle with the 49ers head coach uh, Robert uh, Salah to be their next head coach. Uh, Jets announced that last night. He wins out over Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith who at 38 years old to me is still the youngest Arthur uh, in a long, long time that I've uh, run across. So anyway, Sly is your guy with the Jets. Urban Meyer gets hired with the Jags, uh, and they make that announcement yesterday afternoon. Jets made their announcement last night. Meyer's expected to bring in Scott Lenahan as his offensive coordinator. Talk about retreads, and, and Charlie Strong's is supposed to be part of the staff as well. Salah's expected to bring uh, Mike LaFleur. He's the 49ers passing game coordinator, brother of Matt LaFleur. No nepotism in the NFL uh, with him as his offensive coordinator. So, And the Niners get not one but two third-round compensatory picks for having a player who's a minority be hired by somebody else. As I pointed out in hour number one, seems a little weird to me. You know, if you're going to reward people for being hiring, uh, for hiring minorities, uh, I, I would think you'd award the Jets the, the compensatory picks, right? They're the ones that did the hiring. They're the ones that are given, uh, you know, in this case, uh, Robert, the, the raise and the promotion. It's not the Niners. So I don't know why the Niners would get the two third round picks. But uh, that, that's the NFL in 2021. So we got two down and we have, what, five left. Lions, Eagles, Falcons, Houston Texans, and L.A. Chargers. So you got five spots left. Uh, Eric Bieniemy is still on the sidelines, still waiting for his opportunity. You know, I, I don't think it is because the, the chefs are still in the NFL postseason. I've not heard his name. I've heard it linked to all these teams. But I've not yet heard it be like, okay, he's the main guy. Now, the Jets, you didn't really hear Salah with the Jets until real recently, though. So to be fair, it doesn't mean he's not. It, it's just that, you know, we, we know about Urban Meyer, right, with the Chargers or Jaguars. Uh, you know, we've heard some other names bantied about. Uh, and we've heard Eric's name bantied about for a couple of years now. I just haven't heard it tied to one particular guy. That's the problem. Uh, you know, the charge out of the pecking order of, uh, you know, interesting jobs, you know, charges might be one. Texans, if they keep the quarterback to Sean Watson, would be two. And maybe, and maybe you'd put the, the, the Texans one, but that, that franchise is such a mess right now. Uh, I would think Falcons three, Eagles four, and Lions five, just because it's the Lions. 
I mean, unless you're desperate for a head coaching job, as some of these guys are, would you really, you know, put all five of these teams in a barrel, and if you had the pick of your litter, you, you would not be – no one would be picking Detroit. No, they wouldn't. you got a broken-down quarterback. You don't know if he's coming or going. You don't know if you want to keep him or not. You know, Eagles kind of the same way. Is it Hurts? Is it Wentz? Uh, there's a story out there that one of the reasons why uh, Peterson was fired is because he wanted Hurts to be the starting quarterback, not Wentz. But they have all this money locked into Carson. So that that's a mess, too. Both, both those. You know, and, and even Matt Ryan with the Falcons, you know, are you really, you know, are you going to give it another go with Matt? Uh, you're you're kind of locked in franchise-wise because of his salary. But listen, where there's a will, there's a way. It, it's as simple as that. Um but, you know, that that's really kind of a sinking ship. Lions are a sinking ship. Eagles are. I, I think they're going to bounce back next year. But Lions and Falcons are. Houston is just kind of treading water. And, and the Chargers are really on an uptick. That's why I'd have them number one. So we'll see if Eric gets an opportunity. If he doesn't, he, he needs to be taught, you know, something about, you know, interviewing. So, something. Something is either his attitude has to change or his demeanor has to change in these interviews, or he's got to become more knowledgeable about the teams he's interviewing for. He really needs to have a heart-to-heart. Maybe he knows. You know, you know th- there's some word out there that, that, that he basically is only going to take a great, great situation. And maybe that's his, you know, listen, I'm sitting here in Kansas City. I love it. I got the greatest quarterback in the world. I got a great head coach. He lets me run the show. Uh, or I'm fine with it. I don't need the aggravation, uh, you know, unless an ideal situation comes across my desk. Maybe that's his issue. Uh, but but if that's the case, then, you know, it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, dare I make this suggestion with him. But it, it's kind of like Colin Kaepernick. You know, the whole world's crying for Colin Kaepernick to, to be put back in the NFL, yet I don't hear Colin Kaepernick crying about that. I don't hear Kaepernick saying, listen, I'm willing to sign for minimum. I'm willing to be a backup. I'll sit on the bench. I'll hold a clipboard. I don't hear any of that stuff. You know, I hear all the others saying, well, Kaepernick's better than this guy. He's better than that guy. He's better than this guy. Yeah, but you know what? It's more than just whether you're better uh, or not. It, it is, are you willing to take less money? Are you willing to sign for a million dollars? You know, are you willing to sign a, a Cam Newton contract? So same thing with the enemy. You know, maybe, maybe he just is not, you know, he doesn't want the Lions. You're right, Wetzel. Who the hell wants to go to the Lions? They stink. What, are you kidding me? Who wants to go to the Falcons? With, with that mess and that ownership, I win a Super Bowl. I'll be fired two years later, three years later. Falcons, a sinking ship. I don't want that. You know, maybe he thinks only Houston and the Chargers are his best opportunities. Uh, I don't know. But if he doesn't get it this year, then something's not right. That is uh, for sure. I'll tell you what's not right. The Miami Dolphins' commitment to two attacks. Not a good story if you're a Dolphin fan. And that is coming up next. And then more on that Eagles situation. Opposite picks on a Friday morning. Scott Wetzel sitting in Sirius XM Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Your search is over. You found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of of sports sports talk. This is the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Unfortunately, they, they made me look like the dad from Family Ties. Um, I didn't like the hairline, I'll be honest. I, I would have liked a little a little thicker head of hair, you know? I mean, I know I'm getting older and probably losing a little bit, but uh, 
Um, I would have liked a little more hair up top. Um, I've never really been able to grow a beard, so maybe maybe that's what I've got later on in my future. Maybe I'll, I'll get a, a nice, good, thick beard going. But um, I thought it was great. Past the hour, hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza. Scott Wetzel on this Friday morning, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Saints quarterback Drew Brees, uh, one of the uh, – someone put together um, – who was it? One of the channels. I, I forget which one. Uh, but but they did a uh, uh, a little promo for their football game between, uh, you know, 99-year-old Drew Brees and, uh, and 100-year-old Tom Brady. And they had both in beards and glasses and goofy. I, I forget which channel it was, but it, it was making the, the social media rounds and that he's talking about that. It actually looked pretty good. The tell you, it was pretty funny looking. So uh, first time in NFL history that you have a number one all-time leading passer going up against a number two all-time leading passer uh, in as far as touchdowns are concerned in the postseason. So that, that's what you have with that game with Breeze uh, and uh, Brady. Brady's number one with 581 touchdown passes and Breeze number two with 571 the numbers you know are, are, are pretty good saints lane three like i said earlier in the week i'm surprised it was that low it, it stayed that low it's siding a little bit towards new orleans minus 120 with the vig uh, normally it's minus 110 um, but you know the question really surrounding this game is is tom brady gonna lose three times to a team for the first time in his career never done it he's lost a couple times jets beat him uh two out of three there was one year the jets uh split in the regular season and, and beat him in the postseason never lost three uh you know all the trends say breeze and and the bucks because of that but those same trends were in play when they faced him the second time and they got a wall of 38 three so any trend you can come up with and I came up with a with a bunch of them you know, talking about Brady bouncing back after losses, Brady as an underdog, you know, revenge against the division loss, you know, all that stuff all really kind of can just get thrown out the window because they were all in play, you know, when they played a second time after the Saints beat them in uh, the opening day and the Saints beat them again. So if they beat them twice, they can beat them three times, right? I mean, that would make the most sense to me versus thinking that all of a sudden Brady's going to seek revenge. Now, ultimately, I do have the Bucks going to the Super Bowl. Uh, the concern with Breeze, 9-8 and eight straight up in the postseason, and that includes a Super Bowl run, uh, which you know produced three of those wins. 6-10-1 against the spread in the postseason. Not exactly great, but you beat a team as he did, you know, 38-3. Worst loss in Tom Brady's career, oh, by the way. The Saints defense uh, was playing well last week, um, you know, allowing just nine points and only 239 yards to the Bears. So... Double revenge game, you know, for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's the record of teams in that spot, Scott? Well, glad you asked. Uh, our good buddy Mark Lawrence gave me these numbers. Two and six straight up and against the spread since 1980. Teams that lost the first two games lost the third game six out of the eight times and didn't cover the spread. So anyone thinking, well, it's really tough to beat a team three times? Uh, while it is, I'm sure, but it's happened more times than not. So there you go. Six and two. Cleveland and Kansas City. You got the Chefs laying 10 at home. I tell you, the reason why I like uh, KC in this one more than anything else is they're coming off a bye 
and Cleveland obviously is not. Awful by now. Listen, the, the Chefs are on an 07 and one against the spread run. They haven't won a football game by more than six points, believe it or not, in a in two months. Kansas City's Danny Reed, though, and he is the master of buys, just the master. Twenty six and six straight up, twenty one and eleven against the spread in those thirty two games. The game after coming off a buy. When this now the only thing is most of those, nearly all. He knows his opponent. He didn't know his opponent. You know, so while they were off a bye, it's not like he had an extra week to prepare for the Cleveland Browns. And if anything, he probably spent more time on Pittsburgh the last week preparing, thinking that the Steelers at home would probably beat Cleveland than he did the Browns. So he really has only had a week to prepare, but he is off technically a bye. I mean, 26-6 and and 21-11 and against the spread is pretty impressive. Uh, and also, straight-up underdog winners in the wild-card round, i.e. the Browns, Rams, 12-46, and 46, straight up, 22-36, and 36, not nearly as bad, but still pretty bad against the spread the next game. Basically, it's the end of the line, you know, the traveling Wilburys. It's the end of the line for these teams. They, they you know, teams can do it once, but it is very, very, very rare. For an underdog winner in the wild card, on the road, obviously, to go on the road again and win again. It just, historically, it just doesn't happen. 12 and 46. So, Browns aren't winning. Covering the spread even, only 22 and 36. And how about teams that give up 30 points, you ask? Glad you asked. As Cleveland did to Pittsburgh last week. 6 and 10 straight up. 7 and 9 against the spread the following week. Everything is pointing to Kansas City in this game. Everything. So, uh, good luck. Now, Baker Mayfield, since Thanksgiving, has uh, nearly 105 quarterback rating. He's uh, thrown for 14 touchdowns, only one interception, and nearly 2,000 yards. So, he has played well. Uh, No two ways about it. I'm not a big fan of his, uh, but he has played well. I have to give him credit. uh, Buffalo's laying two and a half. This is your Saturday night game. Uh, Cold, windy, uh, still the forecast in Baltimore. Uh, excuse me, in, in Buffalo. So you got the Ravens who are playing great. I, I think the the Ravens are probably at this point the best play on the board this weekend. I I, I think uh, I'll be rooting for, you know, it's too bad because I like both teams. Both teams aren't paying their quarterbacks a lot of money, so they, they fall into my system. Someone's going to emerge, obviously, but, I you know, I, I want a team to win. Without a real dog in the fight, I want a team to win that's not paying their quarterback a gazillion dollars. I, I still want to be able to say that the only team that's paying their, that paid their quarterback a lot a lot of money and won a Super Bowl is uh, Peyton Manning and the Broncos a few years ago. Other than that, these guys have all made chump change. Uh, they haven't won when they got their big bucks, whether it's Russell Wilson, whether it's Ben Roethlisberger, whether it was Joe Flacco, whether it's whoever. Uh, when they started making the mega $25, $35 million, no quarterback has won a Super Bowl. None. Except for Peyton. He was the only one. And, and while they were paying him, uh, you, know, they, they, uh, you know, they weren't winning on offense, that's for sure. So these two teams aren't paying their quarterbacks a lot of money. So someone's going to advance. I tell you, the thing that jumps off the page for me with this game, got to be impressed with John Harbaugh. Uh, he has an NFL record already, eight playoff road wins. Eight. This team has no problem playing on the road. None. So 
Now, Buffalo's on a nice little 8-1 straight up and against the spread run their last nine games. Ravens defense playing the best football um, that they have all year. Uh, they've held the, their last three teams to only 228 yards total offense, 228, including a season-low 209 to Tennessee last week. That's impressive. And then Green Bay laying 6.5 against the uh, L.A. Rams. Um, it, tough spot for the Rams. You have a warm-weather team, L.A., playing in a cold-weather facility, Green Bay. Weather forecast, much like in Buffalo, cold temperatures around 35, chances of snow, flower, uh, snow, flowers, snow showers. Um, you know, that that's not exactly ideal for the Rams. It really isn't. And, and then you have the Green Bay connection with uh, Rodgers coming off the bye, which has got to help their situation. And I told you the numbers about, uh, you know, those underdog winners from the previous round. Very difficult. Very, very difficult in the NFL. Come playoff time to go on the road and win back-to-back road games. But that said, the Rams are 12-5 and five against the spread their last 17 road games. But not in the postseason. That's not against the big boys either. So... Take a break, come back, more NFL, some college football notes, and what's wrong with sports today. Pops and picks on uh, Sports Good Radio, Series Mix SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There are 24 hours in every day. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about maybe sleeping less? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. I think everybody here does a great job just hitting the reset button. Um, you know, we, like I've, I've said, we have a big picture mindset, but a singular game focus. And so you have to have that, especially right now. Every game is going to be extremely uh, emotionally and mentally taxing. I mean, obviously the physical part comes on Sundays, uh, but each week you, you're having to put everything you have into it during the week and then you empty that bucket on Sunday. Uh, and so you just have to hit the reset button. And um, right now, I think your guys are doing a great job of that. Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield there. The thing I'm not uh, too thrilled about with Cleveland, uh, you know, for obvious reasons, it's Kansas City. Uh, and two, I gave you the uh, wild card winning numbers. But, you know, they seem more consumed with Pittsburgh than they do the Chiefs. Uh, even Sammy Watkins threw some stuff out there on social media. And maybe to his credit, you know, Baker Mayfield didn't bite, uh, and, and some of the others didn't bite, and just said, "Yeah, yeah, w- whatever." And then you had the Brown, or the, then you had the Steelers. Uh, you know, Chase Claypool uh, throwing out the uh, the notion that uh, you know what? Okay, they beat us, but uh, you know what? They're going to get their their comeuppance uh, this weekend, and they'll be with us uh, sitting next to the couch for, for the following weekend. You know, and they did fire back on that. You know, as they did respond to that little social media outburst. Uh, so it's it's it, that's why I say it's almost they're, they're playing with house money. They're they're more thrilled they beat uh, Pittsburgh than anything else. I I think they're going to get crushed. Uh, I don't like laying double digits in an NFL playoff game. I don't. Dogs were big winners last week, but 
Um, yeah, I, I don't like that. You know, the, uh, Chase Claypool, listen, I do like the fact also, by the way, that we're getting some rivalries starting to be developed in the NFL. I, I remember talking last year and earlier this year, you know, you can literally count on one or two fingers, if that, of uh, really bona fide rivalries in the NFL. They, they have gone by the wayside. You, you know, the old classics, Green Bay and Chicago, eh, no, nobody cares anymore. Not nationally. Locally, maybe, you know, uh, the Steelers in Bungles, uh, you know, used to be a great rivalry with all the bird brains that were on Cincinnati. Not not anymore. The, the, you know, the Bungles are, are awful. Uh, Jets-Dolphins used to be a terrific rivalry, but not anymore because the Jets have been atrocious and the Dolphins haven't been that much better. Uh, Rams 49ers is pretty good. Uh, but not really nationally. You know, Seattle's kind of dipped into that uh, equation as well, maybe taken away from those two that hated each other. Uh, Dallas-Washington obviously used to be a classic, but not anymore. The Redskins have been been atrocious, and uh, the Cowgirls are are the Cowgirls. So you really, I mean, you, you think about it. Give me one game. If you could have carte blanche, give me one game that you would want to see. You could have anybody versus anybody. Throw out the, you know, the names. So don't tell me, well, I want to see Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. No, no, you know this team versus that team, because you know this team hates that team, and this this team, you know, what do you, you got? Ravens in Pittsburgh. That that's pretty good. Um, that's really it, right? Heading into this year, that that really is. It, I can't think of another one that really you know said, okay, I can't wait to see what these two teams are going to play. Now this year. We've got some stuff getting developed. Uh, you know, Baltimore and Tennessee for sure. Those two teams with the head coaches and everything, they they just absolutely hate each other. Pittsburgh and Cleveland now. You know, you need teams to be good to really have a national good rivalry. And, and now Pittsburgh's wide receiver Chase Claypool at Notre Dame, so I'm a little disappointed. You know, mocking the, the Browns earlier. And, and uh, you know, and then there's Juju Smith-Schuster that's mocking Cleveland going back at, the, or, uh, you know, uh, yeah, play, yeah, going back at them. Um, and, and uh, you know, it, it's gone back and forth. So now Pittsburgh, and then you got obviously all the Miles Garrett stuff from last year. So you're getting this rivalry again from Pittsburgh and Cleveland. That's pretty good. You got Baltimore and Tennessee. Those two teams hate each other for sure. Uh, you're going to have Giants and Eagles. Absolutely. After the, Even with Peterson gone, after the way the Eagles laid down and died and allowed Washington to win that game to let them make the playoffs and not the Giants, you know that rivalry is going to be restored and, and going to be must-see TV. So you, you're finally getting into, you know, the Dolphins are a little bit better, so maybe with, with, with the Jets' new head coach, that will, uh, you know, emerge. So uh, you're finally one thing you argue, like I said, getting with the NFL is maybe just maybe some of these rivalries uh, being renewed. Interesting comments from uh, Troy Aikman uh, yesterday, or at least this week anyway, during the Michael Irvin podcast, which I listen to all the time. <clears throat> yeah, um, he said that one of the main reasons why Doug Peterson was fired is because Peterson was a Jalen Hurts guy. And the owner, Jeffrey Laurie, was the Carson Wentz guy. Laurie, obviously, is paying the bills, is paying Carson Wentz a lot of money. You know, they signed him to that ridiculous contract, and you knew stuff was going to happen the moment they drafted Jalen Hurts. And uh, lo and behold, you know, Wentz stinks, Hurts comes in, you know, plays a little bit better, you know, makes them at least, at least somewhat of a threat on offense. 
Uh, and uh, Aikman said, it's my belief that Peterson felt that Jalen Hurts probably should be the quarterback going forward. But that uh, is not what uh, Jeffrey Lurie wants because he's paying Wentz all this money. And it, it came down to how they're going to handle Carson Wentz. So, so <clears throat> that's why I said the other day he kind of talked himself out of a job. That's why I'm a little surprised he didn't get that Jets job. You know, they had him all tied into the Jets because of his Joe Douglas connection, and he didn't get that. He might not get another head coaching job. He may be, you know, the Doug Marone of 2021. Remember when he talked his way out of Buffalo a few years back? Now, he ultimately did get another job. Uh, I don't know if it was that year or not, but, you know, he got it with Jacksonville, obviously. So he did have somewhere else to go eventually. Peterson may not. You know, Peterson, uh, you know, a month from now, when all these other opportunities are filled, may sit back and say, geez, what the fudge? All I had to do was play Carson Wentz. We're paying him $35 million a year. What am I, a dope? Uh, I'm going to get myself fired because the owner who's paying a guy $30, 35000000 million wants that guy to play? <laughs> what am I, stupid? Uh, you know, he, he may be saying that to himself. Uh, and now the Eagles, according to the four-letter network, uh, have requested permission from the Cowgirls to talk to Kellen Moore. Boy, I don't know. That Cowboy offense, uh, th this is like the Giants hired Jason Garrett, you know, when he was head coach of Dallas and got fired, obviously. He was the coordinator, offensive coordinator for the Giants this past year. You know, a, as a Giant fan, you say to yourself, the problem with Dallas was their offense was awful. Now, their defense wasn't great either, but, you know, you had all these great players, Dak and Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper and, this, that, and what have you, and, and and they weren't scoring that much. I mean, and you're gonna now you're gonna hire that guy as your offensive coordinator. Same thing with Dallas this year. You know, part of the problem with the Cowgirls is they haven't scored for goodness sakes. I mean, all that talent and they can't score, albeit with Andy Dalton and a couple of stiff quarterbacks. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna go to the offensive coordinator and and, and promote him to be your head coach? Uh, forget the fact that he looks like he's 14. Doesn't have the NFL look in my eyes. Uh, that, that's that's very weird. <laughs> that is. Okay. You want to go down that road? Knock yourself out. Not happy, Dolphin fans. <clears throat> I don't know if Brian Flores is a smoker or not. Let's hope so. Because maybe he's just throwing up a smoke screen. Thank you very much. Talking to the media yesterday. He reaffirmed his support for Tua Tags. That's not good. You know, we've had a week long of thinking Miami was going to pull the trigger, perhaps anyway, on a Deshaun Watson trade. You know, we got the scent in the Dolphin locker room. Uh, you know, we got Watson that wants out. Uh, the four-letter network reports last weekend that, uh, you know, he would take a trade to the Dolphins. It could be, you know, that that all, you know, for a week now, we've been told that, that this might happen. So Flores comes out yesterday and says, a lot of attention gets paid to Tua, but I thought he made a lot of improvement over the course of the season. I'm excited about the future with him. He's a young player, talented player, bounced back from the hip injury. I think this is a big offseason for him. That year one to year two jump will be important like it is for all rookies. We learned that he's healthy. He has a lot of a mobility. He's accurate. Really? What game were you watching, Coach? In the Arizona game, he brings us back in the fourth quarter. He brought us back in the Kansas City game. He also didn't play well in the other games, he noted. 
Uh, he had some bright spots and some not-so-bright spots. That's the life of a rookie. If he continues to learn, study, stay healthy, get stronger, work on his footwork and his eye progression, pick up where he left off, then I think we're going to be happy with his improvement. Adding, my message to the team has been ignore the noise and the people inside the building are going to tell you the truth. Without all the information, how do you make any determination about what's going on? That's not good if you want them to pull this trade off. You know, again, unless it's a smokescreen, <clears throat> unless they're trying to build this guy up like he's great and Houston, this is why you'd still want him because he showed improvement. There were games last year where he played well, and there were, uh, but he wasn't a winning quarterback. The Arizona game is the one. Now, that's the one where it's like, okay, you know what? Great job. Uh, Kansas City was garbage time. Uh, when, when the chefs were making their run, two was nowhere to be found. Only late in the game did he make a little run, so I'm not going to give him credit for that. The Arizona one, okay, but what is that, one out of six, one out of seven, whatever it was? I can only hope he doesn't believe what he's saying. Now that That's the only thing. Again, maybe he's just trying to build him up. I mean, the last thing you'd want to do is tell the world, yeah, he sucks. He's no good. We got to get rid of this guy. <laughs> We're not going to go anywhere with him. We got to trade him. Let's find some sucker that's going to take him off our hands and then we can get a good quarterback in exchange for him. You, know, you can't obviously say that. You don't necessarily have to go over the top. You don't necessarily have to do any interviews. You know, that that's really what should have been done. So... I'm a little concerned, Dolphin fans, that I think we're going to have two again next year. Not happy. Not happy at all. Opposite picks coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. on Samsung TV Plus. Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. means time to take out your padded pencils and get set for the fastest and more importantly most profitable five minutes in radio opposite picks what are opposite picks you newbies ask well we give you seven thousand reasons why we like one team and then go opposite why because despite all the stats trends hunches injury reports weather reports and everything else nobody but nobody beats the boys in vegas and we proved it again yesterday Going 4-2 and two with our six plays, bringing our five-day total now to 23 winners and only eight losers. 23-8. and Cha-ching, cha-ching. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Pick number one of our six-pack today. NFL, Kansas City Lane 10 versus Cleveland. You know, the Browns won their Super Bowl last week, folks. Let's face it, when Pittsburgh gift-wrapped them that easy win, that stuff doesn't happen two weeks in a row. Topeka High could have beat the Steelers with all those Pittsburgh turnovers, for goodness sakes. And while Cleveland was exerting all that energy, the Chefs, they were at home chilling. KC head coach Andy Reid, a remarkable money-making 26-6 straight up. 
including 21 and 11 against the spread off a bye week, including six and two in the postseason. Also, teams off upset wins like Cleveland, a putrid 12 and 46 straight up, 22 and 36 against the spread in their next game. Everything points to Kansas City here. Give me Cleveland plus the 10. Pick number two, Baltimore getting two and a half at Buffalo. Ravens are on fire. Don't worry about the bad weather. Try catching Lamar Jackson on the run. Nearly impossible, right? Now try catching Lamar Jackson on a sheet of ice. Completely impossible. So even if we do have bad weather, all this will actually help Baltimore, not hurt them. Ravens had a nice 6-0 straight up and against the spread roll. They're playing their best defense of the season, holding the uh, last three opponents to only 228 yards per game. Uh, Ravens, meanwhile, on offense, averaging 262 rushing yards their last six games. That's the most in a six-game span since 1949, for goodness sakes. Can't win on the road, you say? Think again. Head coach John Harbaugh has an NFL record eight playoff road wins. Love, 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 love Baltimore getting points here. Give me Buffalo laying the two and a half. Pick number three, Green Bay laying six and a half against the Rams. L.A. shot. No way they win two in a row on the road. Same stat as with Cleveland. Upset winners in the postseason just don't do well their next game. They just don't. Plus, you have a warm-weather team, Rams, playing in a cold-weather site, Green Bay. Weather forecast for Lambeau? How about 35 degrees with some snow showers? Forget Lamar Jackson. How many times has a California boy Jared Goff played in those conditions? Probably not too many. Plus, Aaron Rodgers and the NFC Conference title losers the next year at home. 43-7 straight up, 33-15-2 against the spread in their postseason games. Green Bay's going to win by double digits. And give me the Rams, plus the six and a half. Pick number four, NBA. Milwaukee laying six versus Dallas. Taking a little while for the Bucs, but here they come. They're in midseason form. After starting three and three, they've won five of six with four of the wins coming by double digits, the other one by nine points. Mavs have won four straight themselves, but the Bucks are the better team at home and playing well and only laying six. Grab them. Give me Dallas plus the six. Pick number five, Clippers laying six and a half at Sacramento. First of two games in a three-game stretch for these two clubs. Kings have hit the skids of late, losing six of their last eight straight up and against the spread. They're playing no defense whatsoever, none, giving up 115 points, listen to this, or more, in 10 of their 12 games this year. 115, that's Washington Wizards-like. Clippers, meanwhile, have scored 105 or more in 10 of their 12 games. That's a deadly combination if you're a Queens fan. I mean, I love, love, love the Clippers tonight. Be Sacramento plus the six and a half. Pick number six under Cleveland and the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks have fallen on hard times. Reality is setting in with this club after getting off to a halfway decent start. They've lost four straight, three by double digits. Scoring has dropped way off. Not a good thing when facing Cleveland, which is seeking revenge for an earlier season loss to New York. So why not just play the Cavs? Believe me, I thought about it, but the under is even better here. Cleveland is on a monster. Busy signal won't stop. Internet connection is down. Louis the Lip won't answer the phone. 10-0 under run. That's right. 10 straight unders. 
for the Cadavers. Plus, the Knicks are on a monster 8-1 under run. That's a combined 18-1 under run between the two clubs. I mean, you'd have to be the biggest bird-brained, butthead, meathead, mutton-mouth, moron, kook, crony, idiot, dope, dunce, dork, fool, jackass in the world to bet the over Cleveland and the Knicks tonight. Give me the over Cleveland and the Knicks. Our six-pack of winners for opposite picks. Over Cleveland, New York, uh, pains me to say it. Sacramento plus six and a half. Mavericks plus six. NFL, Rams plus six and a half. Buffalo laying two and a half. And Cleveland plus ten. Our opposite picks for this Friday, January 15th. Ah, yes. There you go. And I got to get the updated line on that Cleveland one. Uh, last night it wasn't posted there. I'll tell you what it actually is right now. Your fan duels, uh, they're doing a little uh, uh, little updating on their website. Let's see. Let's go to the, the uh, page there on one of the other sites and go. Uh, Nick's uh, 203.5. It's a pretty low number, uh, to tell you the truth, for an NBA game for sure. But listen, 18 and 1 under between these two teams. 10 straight, like I said, for Cleveland. Uh, you know, no matter what the line is, you have to play it. So uh, there you go. Our opposite picks, 23-8. and eight. <clears throat> How about that? Uh, pretty cool, huh? And, again, I post them on the website, so in case you miss it, you're driving to work. Uh, don't worry. You know, I, I like to do it right after the show, but more times than not, I end up doing it in the afternoon. But I'll try and get it up there. Uh, generally, it's, it's posted on my website, oppositepicks.com, by, uh, normally by 1, 2 o'clock. Uh, Generally, I do it before I start my podcast. So, um, and, and everything else is, is all there as well. All right, a couple of other things here before we close up shop today. First up, some more football news. Uh, how about Adrian Peterson? This is a funny, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, the LLs know my history with good old AP. Uh, Adrian Peterson has been ordered to pay almost $8.3 million in judgment to a Pennsylvania loan company after he defaulted on a loan in 2016. Get a load of this. This this guy is a dope. We all know that, right? We've all come to the conclusion that, uh, oh, yeah, those five dastardly words that we all eventually have to say, you know, may take a day, may take a week, may take a month, may take a year. Some cases it may take a decade like it has with AP, but ultimately we always say the same five dastardly words Wetzel was right again. Damn. So Adrian Peterson took out a loan, which I don't get. The guy has made a gazillion dollars, right? But he takes out a $5.2 million loan, doesn't pay it back. With interest, it's jumped up to over $8 million. The loan that he said, this is the wackiness of it all. The interest on the loan that he agreed to was 16%. 16%. What kind of bird brain takes out a loan with an interest of 16% for goodness sakes? Even the state of New York where the uh, lawsuit was filed said, no, 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 no. Uh, well, you can't be collecting 16% interest on loans. That's against the law. State law, the highest you can go is 9%. So they lowered it from 16% to 9%. I mean, what kind of bird brain needs a, by the way, $5 million loan? And then what kind of bird brain agrees to a 16% interest on the loan? I mean, holy fudge. What are you, a dope? Well, he is a dope. Yeah, we, we found that out a few years ago when, uh, you know, 
Uh, he decided to play football after finding out that he had a son that he had no business knowing that he had. And, oh, by the way, the son was killed by his girlfriend, a former girlfriend's, uh, you know, boyfriend. Uh, but that all said, we've been down that road, haven't we, Minnesota Vikings? Hmm, haven't we AP fans? So anyway, stop digressing. Uh, the company that he owed, the Angelo Vehicle Sales, was asking for $8.2 million because of interest of over $2,200 a day on the loan. Thank you, 16%. Holy fudge. So they're still going to get over $8 million on a loan that was $5 million. And this mope, you know, he actually, you know, initially agreed, yeah, you know what, I took the loan out. I just didn't pay it back. In 2019, notarized and everything. He acknowledged, yep, the existence and continuation of the default under the loan and the applicable loan documents. That was Peterson's obligation under the loan is immediately due and payable. He, he signed on the dotted line to that. So he just, you know, thinks he's better than everyone else. He could take out a loan and not have to pay it. It's a beautiful thing. But again, five million bucks. Let me let me, let me Google right now. I meant to do this. Let me Google how much money Adrian Peterson has made. Adrian Peterson. Uh, career salary. Let's see how much money this guy has taken in that he needs a $5 million loan. Adrian Peterson has earned over $100 million, according to this story. Even if they're wrong by 10%, $90 million. Even if they're wrong by 20%, $80 million. You know, even if they're wrong 50%, it's still $50 million. He has made, according to this site, which is generally pretty good, the one I, I like, Spotrac, S-P-O-T-R-A-C, give credit where credit is due. He's collected, you know, before taxes, don't get me wrong, everything else, but still, $102.8 million. And this guy needs to take out a loan? Are you kidding me? At 16%, no less? Holy fudge. The year he took the loan out, in 2016, he made $7.7 million that year, $11 million the year before that, $9.6 million the year before that, and $11 million the year before that. Where did all his freaking money go, for goodness sakes? Holy crap. He, he made 22 32 He made basically $40-plus million in four years, the four years before he took the loan out. That's crazy. That's just crazy. So you talk about athletes pissing away money. <laughs> that's a, that, that's that's pissing away money. Alabama head coach Nikki Quick won the uh, Paul Bear Bryant Coach of the Year Award. Uh, second time, first time at Alabama. I bring it up because, you know, some stats just kind of stop you in your track. And you think about that. This guy has won six national championships at Alabama, seven overall. But six national championships, including the one, you know, this past week. And yet, he's never won the, the Coach of the Year award at Alabama until this year. How weird is that, right? I mean, he had won five before this season, and he was never deemed Coach of the Year? That's crazy. That That, that, that is a little weird. Uh, here's what's wrong with sports today. Uh, you know, we'll get to this in a sec when we come back. But um, it, it's it's crazy how much players just control sports, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, whether it's baseball. 
We'll close up shop with, with the, my explanation coming up right here. Opposite picks on a Friday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Let's update our poll question one more time, although it's always up there uh, 24 hours, and uh, we'll uh, give you the results ultimately on Monday. Best NFL favorite play this weekend. Uh, you got a uh, pretty close race there, but uh, Buffalo Lane 2.5 versus Baltimore getting 34.5% of the vote. Green Bay Lane 6.5%, 32%. Uh, KC, uh, 18%, and then the Saints, uh, 14.5%. Go to your opposite picks feed, get your vote in, and uh, we'll update that, like I said, uh, on Monday. A couple of stories here that we didn't have time to delve into too much. Uh, first up, you know, here's what's wrong with, with uh, you know, sports today. Uh, Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson uh, upset that they fired his offensive coordinator, says he wants to have a role on who they hire next as coordinator you know and and I get it you know it makes sense but boy it's just these players way too much control just just way too much Brooklyn GM Sean Mark says he uh, talked to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and got their permission and their blessing on the James Harden trade same thing like holy crap who's running the ship here guys I mean really uh, Carolina hires Seattle VP Scott Fitterer at their new GM. Broncos running back Melvin Gordon enters a not guilty plea in his DUI case. Clemson wide receiver Justin Rose announces, uh, Ross announced that he is returning to the Tigers for next season. You know, that, that's 2021 when you have to make an announcement that you actually are coming back. Uh, four Alabama players, including a quarterback... Uh, Mac Jones announced that they are leaving early. So uh, still got a slew of others, but still. Duke football coach David Cutcliffe says he's giving up play-calling duties. I'm telling you, I would never do it. Wouldn't do it in a million years. And uh, Lamar Odom announced he's signing with Celebrity Boxing. (laughs) Oh, brother. Hey, great job by all the emailers, phone callers, and tweeters. We'll do it all again on Monday. Day. Enjoy the games, folks. Should be a good weekend of NFL football. First game Saturday afternoon. I'll be back here tonight on In Game Live and then uh, uh, Sunday morning as well on uh, another Optic Picks edition. Be safe, folks.